Hello, and welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast. We promised you a felt record, but we're not going to give you that this week. We're going to give you a mailbag episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Yo, thank you for everyone who listens and who sends us feedback and who sends us emails, trackspod at gmail.com or hits us up on social, Twitter, Instagram at trackspod. Um, we got a lot of comments about a lot of the episodes that we did. So we intended on doing the felt episode for this week, but we're going to do this mailbag episode because we like doing these and we like giving you guys you know, kind of a sense of what we're hearing from everyone. So, so here we are. I'm Pete. I'm Bob. <laughs> Yo, thank you. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been messaging us, hitting us up, following. It's really been cool. We're seeing some nice little growth. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things we talk about because we've been doing this for a while. And it's like, oh, do people, do people like it? Do people fuck with it? You know, like, man, I've been cursing so much. Um, <laughs> but do people really like it? Do people... This is an R-rated share? podcast. Okay, it's yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to downgrade it to PG-13. Maybe that'll be the only one. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's cool. You know, I'm not... There's no tooting our own horn or patting ourselves on the back. It's just... It's neat when you do it and you feel like you're not, uh, not shouting out into the void. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I mean, I think I mentioned it on uh, an episode a week or two ago, but it's really cool to see a lot of people going down the rabbit hole with us. I've heard from a lot of people who, you know, say whatever record that we're covering, they're like, yo, I never heard this record before. I listened to the record. I then listened to the podcast. Here are my thoughts. And that's exactly the energy that we're going for. So thank you to everybody for that. Hell yeah, 100%. And it's... It's just cool to have that conversation and also to just be sharing music and talking about music in a like dorky way, but also in a way that's like, hey, you know, like I feel like so much um, is really disposable and easy to, to just discard or, or just listen to it once and go, that ah, was all right. And um, and sometimes it's and we've we've had this happen. Pete, I know this happened for you. It's definitely happened for me. We're on the third listen of a record. It's like, oh, something's changed. Yeah. You know, where you either like it more or you like it less or just like that one song is that's now that's the song. Um, And that's not the way it's always got to be. I mean, you know, like spoiler warning, there's a record I have uh, in the back pocket that uh, (laughs) that we should do. And I I think it'll be pretty light and breezy and and feels a little disposable uh, in a few weeks. But it's really cool how we can have deep conversations about all this stuff and, and people also seem to enjoy that. So uh, thank you all for, for being a part of it. For sure. So Bob, first question for you as we kind of have this light and breezy mm. mailbag episode. Yes. Any new records that you're excited about or you've been listening to? Oh, yes. Um, okay. New records that I am excited about or have been listening to. If you want a minute to think about it. Um, no. Um, let's see. Doja Cat, Planet Her. Okay. Um, tracks. Tracks. Tracks for sure. Uh, Turnstile, Glow On. Um, tracks. Tracks. More consistent than the Doja Cat record. Yeah, yeah. I had to throw the curveball out first so I could get the <laughs> easy strike. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, it's an interesting time. Uh, I think think the new uh 
the new uh, what was this the uh, the new drug church record Tawny uh, EP. I, I think that's pretty darn good. Um, there's a band who I've repped for on on the podcast I do Axe Grind called the Berries, and that's they're not brand new, but they've had you know stuff out in the not too distant future that I, I think um, I think is under listened to. Like I, I think that they could actually be a band that more people would, would really like. So, uh, so I'd say check out the berries. Um, I've heard that name around, but I have not heard them. Yeah. Like, uh, let me see. How can I, Hmm. Um, okay. They did, uh, recently they did a singles and B sides record called throne of ivory. Um, I think that's pretty good, but what I really like is the LP that came out a couple years ago called Berryland. land. B E R R Y L A N D, um, sophomore full length, 2019. I really like it. Um, I think I even got it for my sister for Christmas as like a, Hey, this is a cool record. I think you might actually like it. Um, how do I describe it? It's like, it's, (laughs) it's simple stripped down rock that has a good amount of stuff going on. If that makes sense, like without, like, I don't want to demean this, like the berries are not some like lo-fi band, but it's not, it has a lot going on without feeling like it's superfluous in any way. So uh, I'd say check out Barryland. Um, other new records, ah, man, a ton of like, punk and hardcore stuff the akulu lp i really like i really like this that's band great. worn yeah this band worn just put out a record called human work i think that's great hmm yeah i've gone back to the akulu lp more than most hardcore records this year yeah so so to sell that to somebody who's listening to this it is um there's a lot of metal in it but it's very straight up um hardcore uh so it's um but they they have a good fusion on it uh a lot of people i actually had to talk someone off the ledge because they said the intro was essentially kind of lifts maybe liberally from a tool song um but i don't think most (laughs) people who are listening i don't think most people who listen to it are picking that up so shout out what else you've been what have you been rocking what new stuff i feel like there's been a lot of good music and there's a lot of things i'm excited about but some of it falls in like the like actual pop music category for me. I mean, yeah, uh, Doja Cat is the first yeah, one I grew up. For sure, yeah. Um, oh, the new Quicksand record I love, yeah. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, see, now you put me on the spot, and I'm thinking, oh, see, Pete's smart. He's he's gathering his thoughts. He's kind of thinking of a couple things. I like to keep you on your toes, Bob. I know you do. You do, and, and you, apparently you like to keep yourself on the, your toes too. <laughs> I, I don't keep trying. myself on my. That's the problem. <laughs> um, so I went and saw Tobin Sprout, who was the guitar player for Guided by Voices, oh. um, during kind of their quote unquote classic era. Yep. Um, I saw him play in Asbury Park, which he doesn't play shows all that often, so it was kind of a special occasion. And uh, he was great. And I've been revisiting a lot of his solo records. He did a record uh, last or in, yeah, in 2020 called Empty Horses. Okay. Which I thought was fantastic. So I've been listening to that a lot and revisiting it because I saw him 
Um, I listened to the new Halsey record. Oh, um, tell me about that. Harkening back to one of the yeah. early, it came from New Jersey episodes. Yeah. Um, really strictly because uh, Trent Reznor had produced it. So I was just strictly curious about well, what that, that was would the whole narrative, like. and that was the whole narrative on it. Was I saw this? You know, I don't know. It seemed pompous, so I'll just put it there. Um, they might have been wearing like Victorian era dresses. They're doing this yes. interview um, where Halsey is like saying, "Like, hey, you know, like I think you can." Trent said, "You know, uh, I think this is a great rec- pop record, um, and it'll certainly do well, and you know, it'll be something." that is on the radio and it does great. And, uh, but it's really easy and, uh, you know, it's, it seems very palatable for people. Um, but if you, if you work with me, it's going to be very memorable and like yeah. different and challenging and it's going to be, you know, da, da, da. and it was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it had been a I, long time since I had heard that kind of pomp and circumstance, but, uh, you know, I, I, it, Hey, it piqued my interest enough that I asked the question. I think I know what interview you're talking about. I, it, YouTube keeps recommending it to me, and I have not watched it yet. But I know that there was one of the initial promos for this was Halsey walking around the Met for like an hour. And then she eventually arrives at the artwork for the new record, which to me was wow. like, it, it's, it's a bit much, dude. <laughs> uh, but hey, I mean... In her defense, it's it's a strange time for pop music. You have to do things to set yourself apart. She was trying to do a thing. I think it was annoying, but... Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, she got our attention enough that we both noticed two separate things. Uh, yeah. So that has to count for something. Um, that being well, said, the the record itself, it, has, it does have tracks. There are tracks I actually really like. Um, I just wish... I wish they got weirder with it. Um, Trent Reznor has such a distinct style that you can just tell that he's the man behind the action whenever you hear him. Um, and that's definitely on full display. I just wish he, like there are parts where it gets super noisy and distorted and discordant. And I wish they went like deeper into that because they never really go oh, super far with it. Hmm. Hmm. Um, aside from that, I obviously, I listened to, the new Kanye West and the new Drake because yeah, I was going to ask you if you had any Donda or uh, certified lover boy thoughts. I, so Drake, I like a few songs. Let's, let's pull it out. Wait, who do you yeah. like better f- up front, Drake or Kanye? Kanye a hundred percent. Really? Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. So you're not a Degrassi fan. No. Okay. No, right. not. I mean, okay. You know, yeah. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Although I've been, I mean, yeah, I guess I don't, I've I mean, never seen an episode of Degrassi. Yeah. Have you ever, I mean, do you, where are you, where do you lie? Where do you land? Someone said, I don't know who it was. Someone I saw say Drake should just keep writing his silly pop songs and not try to rap like his, his stupid, like complete fluff pop songs. And I was like, true. Those are the tracks. Um, I think, I think both Kanye and Drake have had, tracks through their career uh despite the fact that they have maintained a high level of being annoying that is like oh yeah notable remarkable and like 
almost impressive at how annoying that they both can be. Kanye like clearly holds the throne, so um, I think he he gets the he gets he wears the crown on all all things on with regards to Drake, you know. <laughs> yeah, and just for the record, I mean, I find both of them completely exhausting and annoying, but yes, but I actually like most of Kanye's albums. Um, and I'm, I'm one of those guys, just so you all know, listening, uh, separating the art from the artist for me is very easy to do for whatever reason. And, uh, that's, I guess that, that helps with, uh, Kanye West specifically, but, or Drake, who cares? Same thing. Both. Yeah. Both, both. Um, but, uh, I mean, Donda, it's, it's so long, um, tracks pod listeners know how much we resent that and, that just makes it difficult. So I've, I've really only given it one listen and there were like three songs that really stuck out to me. One hour and 48 minutes. What it's, the fuck? Did it get longer? I think I thought it was like 120 when it came out. Yeah. I'm just, I just pulled it up on streaming to get that number. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. That's longer than I even remember, but because yeah, there's like, there's like remix, like different versions right. of tracks on the record at the end of it that are tacked on. So yeah, I don't know how you tell that, but um, the Drake record is also super long, but, and it, it somehow the Drake record feels longer than the Kanye record, even though it is actually shorter. Wow. Um, okay. but the Kanye's record had really obvious tracks and I think it is, I mean, the thing about Kanye is I do think that the more you listen to some of his stuff, you find there's something there. Okay. Um, whereas Drake, for me, it's like, I'll give it a listen. And if just, nothing hits, it's not yeah. going to hit. Yeah, it's just surface level with Drake. Okay. For me, I thought Take Care was great. I oh, thought that was like, really, I thought, that's, I thought that's, that was yeah. like the last r- like great Drake record, honestly, which it was his second record. So there yeah. you go. Um, wait, uh, what's the, um, is it, oh, shit, the one with him on the Space Needle? That's, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I forget what that one's called. That one's pretty good. Some songs in there. Yeah. But not, no. Take care. Take care. That's, if, I can't believe we're talking about Drake. Um, <laughs> if, if, if you're going to listen to a Drake record, it's Take Care. I bet um, there are people listening who listen to both records. So, hey. Oh, 100%. Us, oh, what, what, did, what did you people think? People would school the hell out of us. Yeah, I haven't listened please. to either yet. I haven't listened to either yet. Um, aside from that, I went back and I listened to an old punk band, The Faction. Oh, great band. Um, I saw that they were coming out with a discography LP Huge. and I was like, I wonder how this holds up. And it actually holds up surprisingly well. You know, there's like a little corner of like California punk and skate rock that I think doesn't get nearly the love it deserves. Um, now, there's a broader world of that stuff that is just worshipped and, you know, yeah, you know, has tomes dedicated to, but... Um, Faction aren't one of them, despite their connections to the skating scene. Um, Los Alvadados, I think, is another. Like, it's just great. So, if you can find that material, definitely check it out if you like punk music at all. For sure. Um, what else? Keep it short. The new Deaf Heaven I listened to. Oh, I heard um, good things about that. Yeah, I was never. I always. I mean, they're a band that I know a lot of people have a lot of feelings about. Um, when they released the first single off of this, I think it was called Great Massive Color. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Um, I really liked it because it was a complete 
change. Um, they were just basically going for like shoegaze as far as I could tell. And I thought it was awesome. So I was expecting a lot from the LP and honestly it's, uh, the LP doesn't deliver to me as much. It has a few, it has a few tracks. Mm-hmm. It's all like, it's, it's, it's cool. I'll give it like a C plus. Um, but great massive color is such a good song. I think that it kind of just overshadowed the rest of the record. Interesting. Okay. But I think it's cool that they're trying something new because I mean, they, it feels to me like they were doing a similar thing for the last couple LPs with it. That's about it. All right. I don't know. Cool. There's always new music, man. Yeah, there is. So, so keep up. Um, you know, I say that, but like, I clearly do a terrible job at it, but um, <laughs> no, you know, find new music and uh, digest it as much as you can. When you find something you like, that's when you, that's when you dig in and go for seconds and thirds. So, um, all right, G- give me this, let's, let's go into the mailbag. What else we got? Mailbag. Um, so we got some questions on Instagram. Perfect. Do you want one more, one more reason to follow us on Instagram? We sometimes throw out questions for all of you right before we record. So that's, so that's a fun game. Let me start with the first one to you then. Okay. Larry, what's up, our buddy Larry? Uh, favorite late 90s, early 2000s thrash hardcore revival band? Pitching that one to you first. Interesting question. Um, without thinking about it too much, I have to say tear it up. Okay. Um, they're one of the few bands that I will still go back to here and there. I'm still friendly with all those guys. Um, lots of good memories. And I mean, honestly, some of their records for me hold up better than a lot of stuff of that era. So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it. that's, the, it's the easy answer. It's also the correct answer. Um, I think some of their records are just, just really land. Um, and just can't stand it for me is that's my favorite tear it up record yeah. too. Yep, yep, me too. Um, I really like their side of the ETA split too in a weird way. Um, but just can't stand no, it's it. Very good. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, notable is Life's Halt, who I think you know live they just really, really were great. Um, the seven inch I don't go back to it often, but it still has some memorable and catchy parts. Um, split twelve inch still has one part that gets in my head out of nowhere a non-vocal part just like this one riff that'll get in my head sometimes um and yo here let me throw a a curveball the band cut the shit which is uh the original guitar player of of tear it up paul delia uh moved to boston and did this band did some stuff that was like good and then they did a one-sided seven inch that i think is just about as good as anything that came out um, of that whole scene of music. So uh, big shout out to them too. Yeah, great band. And actually, Andrew from Cut the Shit is a still a good friend of mine. And oh, nice. he plays in a band now called Strange Passage. Okay. Who are, who are awesome. It's kind of like Dinosaur Jr.-ish, kind of noisy rock vibe, indie Interesting. vibe. I like that. Okay. Very good records. Yeah. So um, cool. Good question. Um, and obviously... Uh, um, Don Austin, among the best of the whole world, right? 100%. All right. Um, next question. Pete, you take it. Um, Scott Wagner asked us, favorite album artwork? He said, if you put a gun to my head, I'd say Power Slave by Iron Maiden. That's a good one. 
That's a good one. How's the oh yo? How's the new Iron Maiden? Oh, I didn't even mention. I I thought to mention that as soon as I started talking, and then I didn't say that. Um, I haven't, <laughs> dude. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. I'm whoa, not gonna lie to you. Whoa! What so here's happened? the thing. Here's much. Here's how much of a nerd I am. I bought it on vinyl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It arrived in the mail today. Okay. I want the full experience. You want to sit there, speakers blasting, looking at the album. Yeah. I don't want any, you know, distractions. I want to give my full attention to it, which is probably going to be like two hours of attention that it needs. Yo, no fucking joke. Because it's a triple LP. Jeez, but dude. I'm going to go in and I'm going to, I'll report back. Shut I, up. I, I will say the first single I did not like at all. The second single I really liked. And we did a poll on the Tracks Pod Instagram, and apparently I'm the only one in the world listening to this besides <laughs> our friend Ken. Um, yo, shout out to our friend Ken. Um, uh, a very, very cool woman I know and have met a few times. Well, I know her. I've met her a bunch of times. Kate uh, posted on her Instagram that she had the whole, the trifold of the gatefold opened up speakers facing her and she was just standing like it was like an altar to Iron Maiden. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I thought you would appreciate that. Uh, Pete, we established that Donda is an hour and 48 minutes long. How long do you think Senjutsu is? I'm going to guess an hour, an hour 20. Hour 21. Good guess. Okay. How many Sounds monthly listeners right. do you think Iron Maiden has? Oh, geez. Uh, ten million. Uh, Seven point six million. Okay, still pretty pretty massive. So, um, pretty right, massive. So favorite record cover though. Okay, we we got sidetracked. Let's get to the question. Favorite record cover. Favorite album artwork of all time. Oh my god, all time is tough. I mean, Maiden have great album covers. Um, I actually in this room that I'm in, in my little office room, I have a yeah. poster of the Swans album, White Light from the Mouth of Infinity. Yep. And that's absolutely one of my favorites. Yo, I, Jesus Christ. This is like a crazy question. Um, uh, I love the album art for Houses of the Holy. Um, Good one. I love, like, I mean, dude, <laughs> this is <laughs> just a crazy it's question. It's so tough, um, yeah. <sighs> Holy shit, man. This is, this is the, Okay. For people who are total nerds and freaks, Pete just detailed why this is such a hard question. He is planning to listen to a triple LP while he gazes upon the album artwork. You know what I mean? And like, and there's probably not it, much to know? look at. Uh, that triple, that trifold looks pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Um, man, so so uh, I'm a total freak about this stuff. I really think that when an album art coincides with the energy of the record it all kind of becomes part of the same package you know like i think it's really kind of an important part of it but there's people and there's records i love 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 where the album art is just like yeah whatever we just had this dude do this thing and that was it yeah whatever um i think the cover of the first minor threat single is kind of perfect in every way um Alec McKay with his head in his hands. Um, 
I mean, it's it's tough for me to disassociate the like my love of the album from the. Well, I, I cover think that's art, part right? of it too, right? You have to love the album to for the artwork. So it's like, although like I love the cover of Dark Side of the Moon, but I also don't love that record necessarily, dude. Well, that's that's what I was thinking of. Um, I was thinking of this one Who album, and I'm like. I like the Who, but like, have you ever heard me? Th- oh, who's next? Yeah, like who's next? Yeah, it incredible album next. cover. Yeah, <laughs> incredible album cover. You it's know what great. I mean? Yeah. Um, but then there's stuff like, yo, okay, here's a good example: the Who live at Leeds. That's just a, a weird, iconic, like the stamped look. Yeah. Um, Leonard Skinner pronounced. I think it's a cool looking record. Like, how do how, uh, how do you separate the art from the album cover? Um, and there's like color work and how it all fits together and the energy of it. Uh, this is where you're getting me into like esoteric and like speaking about mysticism basically. Um, so maybe I should just say like the age of quarrel and keep it moving. Yeah. Um, let's just, let's just say cannibal corpse two tomb of the mutilated <laughs> and just, just go with that. Uh, I actually, Scott, this is an awesome question in the way that now I think we need to do a deep dive episode where we talk about our favorite album covers from our favorite albums and if we think they add to it. Because it's a question we talk about on each record. Yeah. And we're usually pretty charitable, I think. I don't think we've... We've we've kind of been like, eh, this is whatever about a few things, but we're usually pretty charitable. Yeah, we um, could break it up. I, I think it'd be interesting to do like best records with worst album art. Yep. Great call. And and worst albums with album art that sucks you in. Yeah, for sure. Oh, oh, uh, you know what? Um uh Pink Floyd Wish You Were Here. Love that album art. Love. Oh, that's a good one. Really good. Um okay. Uh next question because we're gonna break that into a, a larger one later on. Um Mick Anders photography hit us up on Instagram and said, What's your rig? And what he means is, what are you listening to your music through typically? <laughs> What's your rig feels like a really personal question, Mick. It does. Yeah, um, definitely. Shout out to Mick. If you are in the Richmond, Virginia or Virgi- Northern Virginia in general area, you should look at his Mick Anders photography uh, and hire him to take pictures of your home or if you're a realtor, uh, really do that because he's incredible. Um I listen on a Bose Bluetooth speaker most of the time or on my AirPods. Fair enough. What do you got? You've got a whole system set up, so. I do, but like I'm not like a like a gearhead in that way. Like I don't actually even know what I have. I have a I have a Sony receiver that was handed down by my dad. Yep. And I have these huge speakers that look like shit but sound awesome that were yeah. also handed down by my dad um and i haven't had to upgrade anything i think i just think I it all that. sounds great so yo, um, i used to have those big speakers that had this almost like warm sound but they still had the clear tone yep um but I, there was a phase in my life pete i think from about 2008 to 2000 13 where i moved like a lot of times we'll just say that and you know yeah. a couple cross country moves etc and it's like at some point you go how many times can i move the the speaker and receiver around it's tough 
you know, you, you just gift it to someone and, and keep it moving. Um, really, really happy with the Bose uh, Bluetooth speakers. Sound great. Um, I have two of them. So when I'm feeling really frisky, I set them up uh, together and get kind of a, a full room experience. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality. Like most of the time I have, I'm looking at them. I have a pair of purity earbuds that were like $20 on Amazon. Yep. That I probably listen to music on more than anything. Um, or oh, just you know what? In, or in my car. I also before before the summer when I was doing a lot of listening, I would I have uh, <laughs> I have some Beats by Dre that I got for free from some sort of a weird you know phone related promo that that we were like oh you get these too for buying this phone it was like okay cool um, and they actually do sound great so whatever I'm sure they do yeah <laughs> and and uh, they were the kind of thing where uh, my significant other Amanda was like yeah you know do we do you, do you want those? And I was like, yeah, yes, yes, I do. And I had to show her later. I'm like, yeah, that's like, those are like $200 headphones. Like, what are you, what are you saying? No. And she's like, yeah, ah, take just, you know, headphones, who knows? I was like, yeah, I, I need them. So, uh, yeah, I like those. They come in handy on airplanes. Incredible on airplanes. Incredible. So next question. What do we got? So, comment. um, we have a lot on previous episodes that we've done. So oh, Okay, let me give you a question, though, because this came up. And I think you might have gotten hit with some of this, too. Yeah. Somebody was asking about our ratings and saying, how can you guys rate this record only this three out of five or whatever, whatever. And I had to think about it. I was like, oh, you know what? I think a lot of people get tripped up by this. One... There's a part of me, Pete, you know I'm, I'm a nut job like this. I'm like, ah, we really should have done it out of 100 and done it like a score. Like, I give this an 85 out of 100. And it's like, yo, how do you how do you come to an 85? And it's like, well, of course I did. The, you know, it starts to get crazy. Whereas with without a five, we give it kind of this holistic feel over. Like, eh, yeah, four to five, you know? Yeah, and for the record, I mean, you wanted out of 10. I did. But a peek behind the curtain... That's tough to, to tough to put on an Instagram image. Yeah, tough to make images of. And then I'm saying, I want it out of 100. We can't put, you know, like, what are we going to do? Like, it would probably just be a number. It'd be numeric. How do we make that look cool? I got some ideas. But, but, um, so, so pulling this out, a four out of five. Yo, to me, a four out of five is f- great, right? Like, yeah, great. But then great, you go, well, a four out of five is an eight out of 10. And an 8 out of 10 is an 80 out of 100. And when you hear 80 out of 100, you're like, eh, that's like a C. You know, when you go into like numeric, American style school age grading, sure. an 80 is good, but it's not It's not great. But then you go 4 to 5, 4 to 5, like, yo, that's pretty good. Um so that's and then if you go lower, all of a sudden three out of five. You know, three out of five is good. That's better than average. You know, like three out of five, sixty percent. But that comes out to sixty percent. Yeah. But what what when you really get break it down? It's like yo, when you use a scale out of one hundred, so much of our lives, at least here in the states, has been ingrained, indoctrinated to this. Like seventy is 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 passing but 69 is failing yeah and 80 is fine but 85 is better and you want to be in the 90s to be passing 
And it's like, you don't ever <laughs> hear about like people getting a 10 on a test. You know, like it's so funny that you put it in terms of like a report card. I well, never even really thought of that, dude. I think that well, and I think that it's not everyone, but I think that there's a lot of that kind of built in. So when you start to extrapolate, it's like, well, a seventy. Like I gave a record that I I genuinely really like and admire in the Power Trap Manifest Decimation, and like you can, you know, the, this person's point was like <laughs> you can clearly hear that you like this record and you say all this nice stuff, but then you only gave it a three out of, three and a half out of five. It's like, well, there was room for it to be better that I could say. Da, da, da. And I'm like, but 70 is still good. But it's, but to someone else, they could frame it and be like, 70? That's right. not great, you know? So right. anyways, uh, how do you feel about our grading system? I mean, listen, I, I'm all for making things as simple as possible. And I think having a rating out of five kind of just simplifies things. Correct. My My thing is this too, like, Five out of five is absolute perfection. And I think that we're we're not being honest if we say like, you know, certain records deserve a five out of five. Like oh, I how mean, do I put so this? that's that's how I went with the power trip record. I was like, emotionally I want to give this a five out of five. Like Yeah. I, I and, and I and to be honest, I also said like on this listen, it did better than I had remembered it on previous, and like I'm leaving room for it to grow even on that. But yeah. You know, that's why I gave it five out of five with my heart, but it was a three and a half when I am just trying to be surgical, you know? Exactly. I mean, friend of the pod, John Collins hit us and said, how does any asshole give manifest decimation of three out of five referring to my rating? Yes. <laughs> and the answer is nightmare logic because nightmare logic is a five out of five. Yeah. Nightmare and, logic you know, is pretty damn good. Listen, it's no diss to power trip. It's just that you can't have... They're to me, both records are not five out of five. One yeah. is clearly superior to the other for for different reasons. Yeah, and you know, this is the thing I, I'd say. I'm just to, being honest. I mean, part of this is being honest about how we feel about the oh, records. I mean, right? I, I think mean, it's important. I think it's it's good. I, I, a friend of Power Trip uh, talked to me and said that he was psyched on the episode, all that. Um, and what I said was, I was like, you know, for a band that had so much emotional resonance for so many people, so much kind of so much standing in terms of like what they stood for and how that, what that meant for people in the community that they were in and all this stuff. Sometimes how important power trip is and was outshined how fucking good they are and were like, yeah, yo, just chops, competency, musicianship, songwriting, creativity, unique space. They occupy this lane where it's like, damn. And still that said, we we like broke it down. We explained our thoughts. I, I think we did a good job. I think, and John was probably, you know. Uh, he's busting balls. He's busting your balls a little bit. Shout out to John. Um, and uh, I, I never change. Um, yeah, I the, miss you, uh, John. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I think um, something that's come up about the Power Trip record that I think is really worth noting. I think we touched on a little bit, but I thought about it more after. Even when you compare it to crossover records of the 80s, like punk and hardcore metal crossover records, or straight thrash metal records, I don't think I can think of almost any that from start to finish have the consistent high level that 
both manifest estimation and power and nightmare logic have in terms of there's no skippers. There's nothing that you're just going, eh, I can just get rid of this block or these three songs. Just nah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, we, we don't, we don't really need to, we don't need to cape up for power trip anymore. Y'all get that. We love them. Um, and Hey, shout out to our rating system. We try to make it simple. If you leave it to me, we're all going to sudden like Pete, true or false. I've asked, can I do point, seven five stars <laughs> you have and you, i said you, you had too to, hard to put on instagram image yeah yeah you were like you Sorry, know, it's gonna be a pain in the ass yeah <laughs> all right keep it moving so we did get a lot of feedback on instagram about power trip after that episode specifically um um on the instagram comments so a few of those um um big homie steel said Absolute ass beater, front to back. A lot of pleasant memories with these songs live. 100% satisfied my craving for crossover for the two to three years after its release. Um, and that seems to be the, the energy here. Um, Dolphin Farts, regular commenter. Thank yes. you, Dolphin Farts. Says, stoked to hear this one. Love this record. Um, let's see. I thought this was really good by uh, Black Hole Pun. This album made me appreciate and listen to a lot of bands that weren't really trying to reinvent the wheel, but were able to execute a specific sound slash genre perfectly. And Riley was a beast of a frontman. Um, yo, yes, this is a good thing. Now, I do think there was more innovation in what Power Trip did than than maybe that like simplified version of the statement is. So I'm not, but I'm not trying to take your words out of context. But there's value to bands who are like yo, we see something, we love this sound, but we can do it better. And I think that's what Howard Tripp did. For sure. Um, friend of the pod, Sean Yuri, who did the great logo for our podcast, by the way. So hit up Opsu Art on Instagram. Um, he said, this record makes me want to hit people with hammers. True. Which is awesome. True. Don't, don't go to jail, Sean. Yeah. Don't we need do your that. hands. <laughs> Um, who else? Shred of Sanity Yep. said, I listened to this on my way to the office today. My only issue was that it made me want to turn off the podcast and blast the album instead. Yeah, dude. I mean, if us talking about a record makes you want to turn off the podcast, by all means, please. I mean, I think the goal of the podcast has been accomplished. If you yeah, yeah, exactly. Podcast and, and hopefully you come back, but you know, if We're it just makes you tune in, that's fine. Yeah, we're like a nonprofit, you know, like if we've achieved our goal, then like we should just close our doors. It's all done. Yeah, so. we're literally like a nonprofit. Good point. Um, <laughs> and Dave Dave Murphy, friend of the pod, said this record got me back into checking out new heavy music after a long stretch away. Uh, it soundtracked time in my life when I needed it, just needed just a record like this to fall in love with. Yeah. Uh, at Paolo Girardi Painter. Art is the sickest. That is the fellow who did both Power Trip album arts. Go check him out on Instagram at Paolo Girardi Painter. Um, and yo, I know Dave had a special place in his heart for Power Trip. It's uh, and and yo, I think he's speaking for many people out there who were. Dude, I was going to say he's in. speaking for me. I mean, that's a huge compliment, and that's they're they're one of the bands I mentioned on the episode. But you guys mentioned that on the Axe to Grind podcast in 2017 as one of the records of the year. Yeah, and like I 
was honestly kind of roped back into a lot of hardcore punk music that I probably otherwise wouldn't have heard had it not been for Power Trip. So, yeah. That's and a huge you know, compliment. Huge compliments. Very cool. Uh, thank you all for the the power trip loving. Um, obviously, they mean a lot to us too. Um, you want to move to the next band, or do we got anything else on them? No, I think that's good. Then let's. Uh, what do you say if I say, "Hey, Pete, um, I love ice cream." What do you say? I would say, "Let's meet up tomorrow and get some." And you might say, you too? <laughs> but yeah, let's get ice cream tomorrow. Um, off topic. But um, you too. Let's talk you too. Because we got a lot of positive feedback on Joshua Tree. Who to thunk? One of the most popular albums of all time. <laughs> this one really hit a note for people, though, in this way that I didn't expect it to. I think a lot of people listened to it as an album for the first time in a long yeah. time you know what i mean because you just hit those hits and that's it you know you get stopped and it's wild to open that record up with those three songs it's almost like it, it is a it is a chore to to go listen to beyond that um i mean yeah. a lot of people i got the feedback uh track four also very good bullet for blue sky i, I got you you know great song. Blue sky yeah it's, it's it's fine you know i had a long <laughs> conversation with uh our buddy Knox from the band enforced who said he's like oh, it hurt my heart that you don't love that song and i was like man it's a it's a weird nostalgia grudge that's all don't don't be yeah. don't be despondent i was actually texting with my friend greg and he was like dude like i i and i put it out there just hey what do you think of this record and just left it open and this is before the podcast came out and he was like good record bullet for blue sky is a banger hey you're in the minority bob i am i think hey, you're in the minority I, i'm always, i'm super comfortable with it you know you know what my favorite stone roses song is <laughs> yeah you're in the minority for sure <laughs> uh right. so we got an email from scott um, thank you, Scott, for writing. And he wrote us a great long email. I'm just going to read some of it. Um, but he said, oh, Sai, you had to go and talk about one of the more pivotal non-punk or hardcore or metal records in my life. And he made a few notes on a few songs. So he said, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. will be played at my funeral. First off. Okay, with it. He said, with Man, or wi- without dark. you. That could be yeah, dark. Okay, yeah. with or without you. That is dark, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, man, that's too dark, Scott. That's What's too a dark. Good funeral song, though. Funerals are dark, man. I, well, yes, I'm aware, but like, I still haven't found the. It's not that it's being played at his funeral, but him stating that it's going to be played at his funeral. Like, what is? I hope he finds what he is looking for, and then decides maybe I'll play like, uh, you know, Tiny Tim at the funeral, like tiptoe through the tulip or whatever you know like jesus christ yeah all right anyways with or without you um with or without you he said was one of the first songs that i can recall where the music moved me i can remember sitting in my car in the driveway of my childhood house and the outro to that song made my head fall back onto the headrest it's a song that makes me thankful for music that's profound dude yeah I love that. Um, I had a few people hit me with the like, yo, it's been a long time since I actually listened to it because, you know, uh, seeped into the collective 
<laughs> frontal lobe of all of the society of society. So they were like, yeah, it's been a long time since I didn't hit skip and I listened to it. And yeah, that's a, it's a song. It takes you places. It does. Definitely. I think both of us mentioned that. Yeah. Um, and he brought up a few points, but the last one I'm going to say here, um, which I thought was a great point is if Max Weinberg um, from the E street band played drums on this record, it would sound like a Bruce Springsteen record of that era. Wow. Which actually I think is like a great point actually, because it sound it it has Nebraska energy. Wow. Um incredible thought. Okay. Yeah. I don't disagree at all. It's really interesting to think about that. Huh. What year did now I yeah, I want to go down that rabbit hole of what year Nebraska came out in relation Nebraska's to Nebraska's earlier. Nebraska is Nebraska Nebraska is like eighty six probably. It's around 82. the same time. It's 82. Oh, That's wow. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Joshua Tree is 87, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. So, yeah. No, it's earlier, but but no, you're not wrong. So, they were just copying the boss, clearly. <laughs> 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 oh, yo, uh, what's what record do you like better, Nebraska or the Joshua Tree? Nebraska, hands down. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, I mean, you, you did come from New Jersey. so It's true. All right. All right, uh, yo, uh, Scott, the email is awesome. I think this is one of the best emails we've ever received. Really well thought out. So yeah, um, we did get um, some other comments. We on did Instagram get a couple for this Instagram record. comments. I'll read a few. Um, Sixteen Valve Hate said, "Monumental album for me growing up. I think it might be the first one I grew up attached to. My dad was very into this era of U two, so it was constantly on, along with other albums from the eighties and early nineties." I probably listened to it every day on the bus for the entirety of my middle school years. Listening to it again as I'm writing this, and I still find it to be as magical and timeless as the first time I heard it. So yeah, a lot of people really love this record. It's interesting. Yeah, yo, yo, here's the only question I have. Does anyone under the age of 30 connect to it? The way that... Like, yo, we're in the gush crowd. Like, we're with everyone who's sending these emails. We're, we were there going goo goo gaga over it, um, loving it. And I just don't know if it connects to kids the same way. I, I would love for it to. Honestly, I think it's I think it's brilliant in a lot of ways. So, Yeah, under 30s, hit us up if you are a YouTube Joshua Tree fan. Yeah, good question. Okay. Moving on. Um, we did a road trip episode. Super and fun. We got, a, we got a few emails about that. Um, just, you know, best music to listen to on a road trip. If you haven't heard it, it's, uh, it's on Spotify. It's avail- available for you. <laughs> All your, uh, select, uh, podcast players. Yep. You can just, yeah. you just press, press play, just press play. Um, friend of the pod, Dave wrote us and said a few things, but one of them was, he said, I haven't done a road trip in a while. I did a Dallas trip with a friend. Uh, Dave Mm. lives in Austin Mm. and said he made a Dallas playlist, but I don't have access to it. Sadly, it was all over the place. Genre wise, he did a big cross country trip and was going through big discographies. And then he said neurosis and Sabbath full discographies were two that come to mind. Dude, can you imagine doing a full neurosis or Sabbath discography? I mean, I know we've talked about here many times but <sighs> those are big discographies really really big really big um 
Okay, so um, so uh, when I was not on this summer, but last summer, I did a road trip with uh, my fam. We went drove out to Yellowstone and then down through the Rockies and the Colorado, the whole thing back. Um, and with friend Dave and friend Andy, we did a, hey, what do all the suicidal tendencies records after the year 2000 sound like? And there were about six, so we each took two, and that was our job to listen to. That was a chore, and I only <laughs> had to listen to two of them. Uh, listening to some of those, I think, ugh, it, it, this is the kind of work that I really respect when somebody's like, I'm going to listen to every record by this man. I'm pretty sure Dave listened to he went through and did a whole Thin Lizzy listening. Listen to every Thin Lizzy record or... Yeah, was it Thin Lizzy? I think it was Thin Lizzy. There was another band. He went through every single record and listened to them over the course of a year. And it was a lot more material than you would think. And I think yeah, he Thin was... Thin Lizzy have a good amount of records. I think... Yeah, I think it was... Um, yeah, I think it was Thin Lizzy. And he was looking at what the next one he should do is... Yeah, Thin Lizzy has an obscene amount of records. <laughs> fuck um so uh so i respect it but boy when it starts to feel like a chore like how many sabbath records do you get into where where all of a sudden you're like exhausted like all right here comes the next one is it 10 are you are you just like the feeling of driving for 20 hours straight when you're just putting a the 10th sabbath record on in a row See, I'm a weird masochist about this. Like, I would love exercises like that. Just I mean, because, like, like at this point, and I, I it's, dude, honestly, the, the whole conceit here is it's part of the reason that we're doing the podcast is, like, we've been listening to music so actively for so long that it's interesting to see where bands go and what they do with their careers over time. So, I mean, dude. Fuck it, you're not wrong. Give, All right, this is the next give, 20 give, episodes. Give, yeah, give me any Black Sabbath record. I will go in because I love that band. Yeah, but like, all right. But also give me like any Pearl Jam record and I'll go in because yeah, I, know. I'm, I, I don't like them to my knowledge. But yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, but you're willing to try. Yeah, I'm willing to try for sure. I think, um, I think we will do some of the activities where it's the like – the rut like the rut of a career yeah and try to not be too derogatory but like all right what are the three albums where it's like okay here's where motorhead bottomed out yeah you know or here's where this here's where neil young bottomed out or here's where you know here's the 1982 abba record you know um (laughs) but like it's fun to explore those little corners just to see if there's anything because the name of this podcast is and search your tracks. That's right. So uh, Dude, most you can of the only time, know if you flip them over. Exactly. In my experience, there's even on the worst records, there's there's a track. Interesting. I don't know if Usually. I agree, but um, but I am interested in the Visitors by ABBA from 1981. I wonder if that's a good record. I want to throw that in our our consideration. The Visitors head over heels. This seems really weird. Yeah, I want to listen to this record. Um, Are you psyched for their reunion record? ABBA? Yeah. Um, hmm. First Am record in psyched? 40 years or something? Did yeah, you listen no. to that new single? No, have not. Voyage. Uh, I've not checked it out. 
I don't like the look of it, but if you like, here's here's the thing. You know what I want you to do? Look at the cover of the visitors, and yep. then look at the cover of Voyage. You know, the cover of the visitors is it's that's what I want. It's like some weird shit. It's very Scandinavian chairs. Yeah. All right. We're listening <laughs> to this record. We're gonna skip Voyage. Um, throw it on our list. Uh, God, yeah, I've, we, I've, these kind I've of activities can be really fun. I've We're, seen this record in so many dollar bins. One thousand percent yeah um the story here sounds really good um (laughs) this is really amazing uh with benny and frida going their separate ways the pain of splitting up was explored yet again and when all is said and done i think i might have even heard that song the major hit single major hit single of the album one of us also depicted the end of a love story elsewhere there were cold war themes highly topical at the time and further songs (laughs) of isolation and regret Sign me the fuck up. Let's go. I'm in. All I'm right. in. Add it to our list. Um, yes. So um, listening to the whole Neurosis discography would kind of be a fun drive, fun ride. It's it's varied enough, and so would Sabbath. But I just think there's a the rut of Sabbath will be a fun one when we do a three or four record string where it's like, all right, Sabbath from '87 to '96. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my uh, my nutshell review, having yeah, having I think done I've, it, I think I've done that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that I've listened to every Sabbath album actually, but Sabbath hits a rut. Neurosis does not. Totally true. Neurosis actually gets stronger at certain periods that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, I think that man, we're gonna talk Neurosis. Um, I am a Souls at Zero super fan. Like, I really love Souls at Zero. Fair. I think Pain of Mine is cool. And I also like where they go after that when they go to like this metal slash post metal kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, the weirdness of Souls at Zero catches me just because it's like, it's you you can feel the transition. Like, it's, and I'm always fascinated by the transition record. So. Big transition, too. Yeah. For oh, sure. Yeah. So, all right. Cool. Yeah, shout out to Dave. Big road trip fan. He's got to go on one soon. Um, what else do we got here? Um, we had Scott write us about the road trip episode and he just Mm. said, um, he said, I'll keep it brief for everyone's sanity. I thought I'd give you my three go-to driving albums. Mm. Yield by Pearl Jam. Um, he said, I've definitely had some emotional moments driving at dusk, particularly to the songs given to fly and MFC. Um, then he said, lost my way by super touch. Is another album that he goes EP, to. Yeah, very good EP. Um, reunion record that came out around late 2000s. Yeah, it's good. Good record. Yeah. Um, he said the song Now That You're Far From Home feels amazing while driving with your arm out the window as the sun sets behind you. Mm. And then he said Full Moon Fever by Tom Petty. An obvious choice. I bought my first car in May 2006 and that record never left the CD player for the entire summer. So yeah. Yo, shout out to Scott. Uh, I like your taste in music. Um, Yield by Pearl Jam, underrated record. Um, Pete, I'm did, unfamiliar with all of those except for Tom Petty. Uh, lost my way. Do you like Super Touch at all? Um, no, I don't think I do. Just I've, had a I've, just had a big Super Touch conversation on Axe to Grind, actually. Um, okay, so I I revisited them maybe three years ago. Sure. And it didn't really hit. Yep. Um, they're one of the bands that I'll go back to like every five-ish years and retry. <laughs> the but other two yeah, of Axe Grind said the exact same thing. It and, I, and it was sort of the idea of like, 
do I keep trying? And I, I my my resolution was like, hey, here's the last thing you could try. But if it isn't hitting, it might never. Um, yeah. And I say that as a fan. Um, this EP is really good, actually. It's different, a little more progressed, but um, totally fits in the overall sound of Super Dutch. Uh, and Full Moon Fever is a great record. Um, I am very impressed, Scott, by your what I would guess is your age, unless you're like a city kid. So you bought your first car in 2006. You're you're a little bit younger than us, but I'm impressed with your taste and yield and full moon fever. That's that's you're advanced. So shout yeah. out. You're an old soul, my friend. For sure. Um, we had a few comments on Instagram that I'm just gonna I'm not gonna even gonna name names, but just different road trip songs and records that people mm. recommended. Mm. Um, Choir Boy, who are a newer band. Oh, um, yeah. Almond Brothers, Live at Fillmore East. Fugazi, The Argument. Bad Brains, Eye Against Eye. Uh, the Band, The Last Waltz. Oh, interesting. The Last Waltz. Um, let's see. Um, dire Straits, self-titled. Okay. Um, uh, tracks. Yeah, I mean, definitely tracks. Um, the Sonics. The song oh, yeah. How, uh, Have Love Will Travel. Oh, um, interesting. Cool. Pick. Modern Lover, Roadrunner. Great song. Uh, Metallica, Master of Puppets. Do you have a go-to Metallica? I think it would be Master of Puppets. I think it would be Master of Puppets or um, Kill Em All. Yeah, I think it might be Kill Em All for me. Yeah. I And the Black Album is one that I revisit every five years too and still does not hit although the 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 singles i mean like there's a place for the singles for yeah me, you know it's is our age range I, I i don't i'm not mad about the black album if i think if i was three years older i could be really mad at the black album i don't have the energy to be mad at it um whiplash yeah, alone the, pulls me in on kill them all well i think that's the thing i mean like i'm the fire fuck <laughs> not to speak for you but i mean Metallica Black Album doesn't let me down because I had no expectations with Metallica. Like I, the first thing I heard from them is Enter or Sandman. Correct. Yeah. Right? It's, so, it's right there. If I heard something else, I wasn't really aware. Like I knew who they were probably before I even heard them. And yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, Metallica, good, good driving music. Any other good suggestions? I actually am pretty impressed with those suggestions. Yeah, um, some hardcore music. Uh, Trapped under ice. Big kiss. Big kiss. Good night. Great record. Bad religion. No control. That's a favorite of mine. Really good record. Uh, no effects. Punk and Drublick. That's a interesting. Close, yeah, interesting. ZZ Top. Trace Ombres. Oh, what do you, you? What are your feelings on ZZ Top? I mad respect for ZZ Top. Um, I really like what's the record with the car on the cover? Oh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's after Trace Hombres. It has hits. Yeah, that is um, the record, I think, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the bigger ones for sure. I prefer Eliminator. that. To, Eliminator. Yeah, Eliminator. Yeah. I prefer Eliminator to Trace Hombres. I'm not going to lie. I think so, lie. too. I, it just had, yeah. And the videos, dude, the music videos are so much fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. This, this is the one. Yeah, Eliminator is the one. If you like them, if you were uh, an adult in the 80s, you might have a lot to say beyond that. But Eliminator is the one if you were just a kid. They're just, they go full playful on Eliminator. 
Yeah. Yeah. ZZ Top or uh, Trace Ombres was a record that I feel like a lot of people recommended to me over time where they're mm. like, oh, dude, you got to listen to this one. And it for me, I was like, no, man, Eliminator is so much more fun. <laughs> I you know although, what although although I'll say the gatefold sleeve of Trace Ombres with the big nacho plate is fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, let's let's put Trace Ombres on the the, the list. Yeah, that'll be. A fun I don't one. think I've ever really sat with them. I'd like to. All right. Um, moving on, I think we're getting to the end here, but we had. Casey hit us up, um, and I mentioned on on the podcast that I did uh, solo a few weeks back. Yes, most of the things that people recommended us about the how do how do we find new music episode. Yes, that was great. Um, but Casey hit us via email um, and said, um, "I just wanted to say that I find new music on podcasts, specifically Axe to Grind and In Search of Tracks." Thank you. Thank you. Very cool. Thank you. Very double. Um, he said, um, during long shifts at work, I'll listen to a podcast, pause it to look up on Spotify, whatever sounds interesting, and then go back to the podcast after checking out something new. You boys are directly responsible, and I appreciate it. The Alice in Chains episode had me on some retrospective deep dives that I wouldn't have explored otherwise. Turns out I prefer Jar of Flies to Dirt. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I still haven't done my Alice in Chains deep dive that I'm doing oh, off pod, it. but they're it. all they're all starred on my Spotify. I'm excited to listen to them. Um, you know uh, that Casey, that uh, really feels nice. So um, we're we're closing here, aren't we? We're closing. Although we just do we just like, get a couple questions? Dude, let's let's do rapid fire. Let's do rapid fire. Let's we got some fire. questions. What is the best Sonic Youth album? Oh, yo, had this had this uh, had a long conversation about this on my road trip actually um for me are you a deep sonic youth fan no but i've tried because i like them uh daydream nation is it for me okay um, i think it's daydream nation i wish i could say it was goo um it's not it's just not i think it's i think goo's okay i think it was my second or third but um yeah uh daydream nation daydream nation hints at this like sound that i wish they really like really explored but uh like if you okay if you've tried on sonic youth and never really caught and you're doing the every five years game yeah try it with daydream nation i'm not saying that to you because i have a feeling you've done the sonic youth dive i have okay where are you at with sonic youth so musically it's it it wavers, and I haven't revisited them in a long time, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I, I don't think I've listened to a Sonic Youth record in three to five years. Sure. But, um, musically, it wavers between Daydream Nation and Sister. Okay, sure. But the one that's closest to my heart is Sonic Nurse. Really? Yeah, that's that's the one I go back to that like has the most n- nostalgia because that's like. I was into Sonic Youth, but that record came out and it really hit for me. And I saw Connected. him live a bunch of times, and it was just it was a thing. I was like, I fell in love. Okay, I got I I will dive on Sonic Nurse. That might be one for the list. And I think I would add Daydream Nation too because I think that record is low key like kind of an awesome roots alternative rock record that over time is getting lost is gotten lost in the sauce. Whereas like there was a time that when we we both started going to record stores in the mid late nineties. 
there was a poster for Daydream Nation in just about any independent record store you can walk into. Definitely. It was just like that was a record. It, it mattered yep. a lot. So, yep. um, okay. Great question on the Sonic Youth. Um, Joey's World wrote us and said, oh, shout out what is me. the track of all time? <laughs> Jesus. The track of all time. Um, oh, man. Uh, ain't no mountain high enough. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're floating in space by spiritualized. Oh, that's a good song. No, um, let me think. Let me think of a real answer. Um, Moon Age Daydream, great track. Um, uh, Chilling in the Evening by Arlo Guthrie, unbelievable song. Uh, Smile by Pearl Jam unbelievable How dare song you. it's unbelievable uh spoon man <laughs> no uh not spoon Fuck man you. but no I, I was serious about uh i was serious about that um audrey kishline by end of a year um let's see uh train in vain god you actually have things like on, i'm like thinking about pocket. it i'm just thinking well i'm just thinking about stuff i like i'm, I'm going through in my head of songs that i really love you know um recent songs that i've discovered that i really love um to be lonely by uh country comfort uh hawaiian band who play kind of this very folksy kind of Americana sound, but also then mix it with some traditional Hawaiian music. But the song to be lonely is unbelievable. Um, <sighs> God, I'm really impressed that you're knocking these out. Yeah, that's, that's where, we're, Oh, um, killing moon echo and the bunny man. That's a great song. I mean, I mean, there's a, bunch I was thinking, of, I was thinking of doing echo for a, for a podcast episode interesting you say that we should we should do that record actually because i think yeah there's some depth there um yeah you know um we should do we we got people should follow the tracks pod um playlist that we're creating maybe we'll create some alternate just like just undeniable tracks bob yeah. undeniable tracks pete um and like deep cut undeniable tracks not just the obvious yeah ones. that would that would actually be fun yeah. um all right, off the top of my head, Bill Fay, um, "Be Not So Fearful," um, Devo, "Freedom of Choice." Mm-hmm. Um, That's a great song. Fuck, I don't know. That's all I got off the top mm-hmm. of my head. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. That's to a really tough question. Yeah, it's a great question though. It's a great um, question. The Cure, "Disintegration." <laughs> Incredible song. Yeah. Incredible song, incredible record. Um, incredible think, record. I think it's so funny because, I mean, there's a part of me that, like in my head, I, I love Boys Don't Cry, and then I listen to that record. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. No, Boys Don't Cry is like cute. Like, Right. I, I, saw, the Cure a few, <laughs> I, I saw The Cure a few years, years ago, and they played that as the encore, and I walked out of the room. Not, not because I don't like the song, but just because I was like, I don't care. Like, I saw them play the songs that I care about. Yeah, yeah. Disintegration as an album, though, it's just like dumb good, dumb dumb good. It's crazy good, but but that song is like the apex, and it's yep. that's like a it's it's not a single, right? So it's just like you have to you have to be at least 
remotely familiar with the cures albums to know it. It's, yeah, no, I, you know, it's like a deadly serious song, man. That yeah, band is, is, they're a serious band when they want to be. Oh, I mean, yes. Uh, this is a record I should really get a nice copy of. This is such a fucking banger record. Damn. Oh, it's a banger. Um, Oh, that's a good question. Th- there you go. The the cure, um, the cover of Boys Don't Cry. Is it? Is that the name of the? That's the name of the album too, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, three imaginary or three boys. imaginary that's boys. It. Yeah, sorry. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, that uh, and I don't know. It's not even on there. What? It's on the next one. It's on. It's on seventeen seconds. No, that's on the first one. It's on it? the first one. It's on the first one. You're right. You're right. Right. But yeah. I, that the record cover makes me want to love it. Like it's so odd and weird. And oh, I'm it's like, a oh, great it's album not. cover. Yeah, but it's not. Um, oh, okay. great album covers for no. There it is. Boys Don't Cry is a compilation. It's singles and stuff. That's what I'm thinking of. Is really? that that really like weird? Yeah, that's where it is. And because it's not on. It's wow. not on Three Imaginary Boys, which is weird. What Look at the, the track listings. I know it's weird. I would have I would have lost that bet, man. I, I would have bet a million dollars that it was on the. But first they record. both have this similar art style. So Boys Don't Cry has the palm trees on it and the cu- like cut shapes almost. Um, I love that. And then when I actually look at it, I'm like, it, oh, it's good. But you know, you know what I think really it is good. though. What? Um, I'm remembering this now. I think that Three Imaginary Boys is the original UK version of that album, and then when it came out in the states. It that was called sense. Boys Don't Cry, and it had a separate track listing that was a little bit different. Yep. And that's where that happened. That makes a lot more sense. Okay, good, good, good. Right. Um, yeah, so so killer tracks. Any others that come to mind right away? Like uh, the tracks. God. I know. There are, some, there are some Smith songs, Morrissey songs. I don't know. Those are the obvious There ones. are some Smiths and Morrissey songs that are right there. Um, I know that's not cool to say nowadays but no, let's be okay. honest yeah it's okay piccadilly polare yeah love the song all right um any other fast fast hits fast hits fast hits um <laughs> uh cthulhu's vinyl asked does the new halsey have tracks we already answered that yes it does um, okay all right and that's it that's, all that's we it. Got. Uh, thank you, everybody. The email from Casey uh, made made me very happy. Thank you. That's really cool. Uh, we appreciate all the support here. Uh, it's so awesome. So thank you. This We said thank you 40 times already, so we'll say it again. Whatever. Um, follow us on social media. Tell a friend. Give us those five-star ratings and send us cool emails. Yeah. Keep it going. Felt next week. Forever breathes, breathes the lonely word. Forever breathes the lonely word. Goodbye.